Hi, and welcome to, and just like, what? Sex in the City Rewind! Where Sex in the City super fans take a second look at the show that made us who we are today, Sex in the City. Dum, bum, 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 bum. Beep, 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 boop, beep, boop, beep. Um... As we wait for season two of And Just Like That. Yeah, so this is really, we're just killing time here. (laughs) Just join us. Just join us as we we kill time. My name is Ricky. My name is Meredith. We're your co-hosts, and we have a, a, you know, such a passion for the show. It's actually, I was thinking about this today, that... How nice it is to rewatch the show like for the hundredth time. I, I I'll never get tired of it. I'm just thinking, no. oh my god, my next like hundred weeks are planned out with just rewatching this and and doing our podcast. It makes me so happy. I don't think it makes many <laughs> other people happy. <laughs> You've time blocks. Oh, something we forgot to mention last episode is oh. that Ricky was visiting the city that we both live in, mm-hmm. and he went for. Brunch, lunch. He went for brunch, lunch. I did go for brunch, lunch. And as he was ordering, the waitress said, what did she say? (laughs) This was one of the moments of my life that I'll never forget. She's, do you host a podcast called And Just Like What? And my (laughs) face, you know, my face went so, like, I was like, is this actually happening? Do I now have fans? Wait, wait, who are you where, who were you there with so that you could brag to them? So I was there with my friend Natalie. And was she um, like, (gasps) actually, it was dinner. I should say it was dinner. It was steak frites. Mm -hmm. And at the best, one of my favorite restaurants in Calgary. Love, love, love this place. And I was like, I was looking at Natalie. I'm like, this is wild. What's happening here? But then when I heard the the truth of the matter, it wasn't as wild, right? Like it was, it was, it was just a very astute person. Who recognized my voice. This person is a legitimate super fan. True. But she's also related to me. And she has never met you. And she listens to the the podcast regularly, like fervently, and Uh. has always been like, I want to be best friends with you and Ricky. (laughs) And so she she is a genuine fan. And she also works at this restaurant. And so when she heard Ricky's voice, she because she loves Ricky. Apparently apparently she thinks Ricky's way funnier than me. Well, You know, sometimes family gets the worst of it. <laughs> I know. I was like, Ricky's only funny because I'm his straight. Yeah, woman. like we're we're setting each other up for jokes. If we recognize a joke brewing, we're trying for it hard, guys. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we're going. We're going yeah. there. It was so great, and it was so nice to meet her. And I, it was one of those moments, and that it started really well. Like when Natalie and I walked into this this restaurant, we were. We just didn't want to order because we were having such a good time. We're drinking our cocktail. And and your sis-in-law said Mm -hmm. um, to us, oh, I just love, don't take your time. She was the best from the start. Take your time. I just love when friends come in here and get so involved in a conversation so fast that they just don't want to order. And it's like, she's like, I just love witnessing that. And I'm like, I Mm. love you for saying that. Like, you are something great. And then it came out that we... um, she was just saying it to get in my good books. She's a super fan. Did you say, I like to order the steak frites, the meal that defined us, the meal that challenged us, the meal that continues to tell me who I am today. And then she was like, wait a second. All you can see, like, totally like beautiful mind style, like all the synapses in her head. 
That's Ricky. So that was lovely. How was your week? What's going on? What's shaking? So um, my the biggest kind of evolution in my week, uh, I had a medium session. No, you did not. Yep. Okay, tell me all about it. I mean, I don't know if this is the most appropriate place to share my medium <laughs> session, but I did have a session with a medium, and there's a lot of really neat things. Like things that they, like it felt legit. Yes. Yep. 100%. Did you go see Henry the dog, the oracle? That was, ev- was everyone so was such stupid. a bitch to everyone Susan Jarrett. So like mad. such a bitch. Anyways, everyone that, was so, that- so mean to everyone in yep. this episode. It was just a mean person episode. Like when, um, whoever his name is, whatever Jack said to <gasps> her, like, "Don't you ever shut the fuck up?" Yes. <gasps> what? What? What is going yeah. on here? Okay, should we just? Um, so you don't want to talk about the medium or what? What's going on? Like, give I mean- one good tidbit here you don't I have think to it's talk a different about vibe about. i think it's a different vibe than this podcast needs <laughs> <laughs> well remember we do have sex in the city they do go to oracles and vi- and mediums and stuff they to do figure out their relationships so um, it's you know it's i loved in the, I, in the realm i would say i think there's a lot of it that i thought was really great and i loved it and i only have positive things to say and um uh, it's kind of sent me down this rabbit hole of like metaphysical paranormal stuff. Oh, really? Because just, it was just, meaningful. Well, it was meaningful, and also because you know me, like I'm a trained journalist, so I'm. I wouldn't say I'm naturally skeptical, but I love research. <sighs> right. And the thing, the thing that I love most is that I love that very people with very different backgrounds and belief systems can have similar perspectives on things like a scientist from from MIT can be like, I believe in this theory. And so can like this, this woman who is like, like related to the Reed witches in Scotland, who's like a self-proclaimed witch and they can believe the same thing. Like, Uh, that's what I, it's it's not that I'm like diving headlong and I'm going to start to wear crystals as like full outfits. But it connected, (laughs) it connected on a level where now you're, you're, you're looking into it all. I'm just curious about it. It's just, I'm curious about it. It's like maybe my new hobby. I, I kind of like this. But, you know, I think you're receptive. You're so receptive to um, lots of different things. I think you're an open-minded person, which I think yeah. is important for this. I went to one, too. I've only gone to one fortune teller. Okay. Um, Because I was in Vancouver. I was walking around. I kind of had nowhere to be. I was in between things. I was there for work. And I saw, like, this little, no, it was a tarot reading, a studio, called Good Spirit. Uh-huh. And Good Spirit is the name of the lake we went to when I was a kid. It was called oh. Good Spirit Lake. So I thought, mm, okay, I'm gonna go and see what it's all about. And it was it was a positive experience for me too. I had always been taught satanic panic um, fundamentals in life. So I, I know you. <laughs> satanic panic is like your handbook. How satanic, to survive anything? <laughs> satanic <laughs> panic was baseline normal in our home. So we were at a yeah. panic level at homeostasis. So, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it would ha- it would take a lot to sc- actually well, no, it would take nothing to scare me in this room. <laughs> like, you know, so so I had I'd never done it. Like I always, you know, I never really like sought it out, but it really spoke to me at that moment and it was it was a positive mm. thing too. So, yeah. Well, when you move back, I'll give you a t- I'll give you a tarot card reading. 
Oh, that's right. You're you're doing the tarot thing. Mm-hmm. Well, Satanic panic. Interesting. <laughs> Satanic panic. I'm like, never talk to you again. Yeah. <laughs> Delete my contact info. Like There's the podcast be like, is like off air. Yeah. Like, Hi, I'm your host, Ricky. I'm your host, Kimberly. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Kim. How are you doing? Actually, there's a Kim who's our other super fan. We have two super fans. One's Kim. See, you're, it's really? working. Yes. It's working. It's working. Wow. Okay. Well, should we? Should we kind of wait? Like, how was your week, Ricky? You get mad oh when I don't God. ask you. Well, that. I know because I wasn't expecting it. That's why I was moving on. Honestly, Meredith, I was moving on because I didn't expect you to ask. <laughs> your turn. I'm intuitive about a lot of things, but I don't pick up on the cue when you want me to ask about your week. You really don't. I don't <laughs> no, know. I don't. It's you truly have no desire to know how my week was. Um, I don't know what happens. I just get. I just like start. I just feel like the moment has passed. I don't know what it's it is. Passed after you tell about your stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure why. Because um, I never have really great weeks, eh? No. It's just like a, oh, I just kind Come of on. napped every day. Um, <laughs> well, Matt and I gave back our car to, we leased like a fancy car here in Scottsdale. We're in the process of moving back to Calgary. And we gave back our car. So we're actually living in one of the biggest sprawl cities in the world with no car right now. Ooh. And that's kind of my big challenge is just kind of like staying sane, not being able to go anywhere. And it's, so do it's you nice. Uber? We've Ubered a little bit, but we're also kind of like, yeah, whatever. We're going to the Grand Canyon this week. So we're rent, we are renting a car for a week. Um, so just to do some stuff and everything. So, so have you had any issues renting a car? In Calgary, I have. I cannot okay. get a car next time I'm there. Yeah, because I read this article about, did you sell your Canadian cars? Yeah, we sold everything. Oh, we sold I everything. I have no car. Okay. And I sold a car that I really loved, too. I know you did. Ugh. So so I read this article about how there's a, it's like car, rental car apocalypse. There's no rental cars. And I was like, okay, this is an exaggeration. We're going to Kelowna in August. No, there's no car. Three months. Three months from now. So I was like, oh, I'll just look at our dates because we want to have a rental car. We have little kids. It's mm-hmm. way easier to have a vehicle. Oh, yeah. Ricky, no national, nothing. Enterprise, nothing. no availability. Alamo, no availability. Budget had two vehicles, super oh, so, high end, expensive oh, vehicles. No, and that's so I just rented want. it. Oh, you got them. It was like eight hundred dollars. So you're gonna have like um, like a Lincoln Navigator. Yeah, <laughs> but like there, it's it's true. It's true. There's no. It's true. There are Anyways. no rent. I did get a rental last time I was in Calgary, no problem. But that was like not summer. It's summer. That's yeah. impossible. But there's there were plenty of rentals in 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 the states in Scottsdale. So, but it's also low season here now, right? So summer here is when no one's here. So um, yeah, that's kind of why I think yeah, hellscape nightmare, hellscape nightmare where you can fry an egg on your forehead if you go for a walk in the afternoon. So good riddance. Okay, so how? <laughs> Okay, okay. This is a middling, this is a firmly yawner of an episode, but there are some good, definitely good things about it. So should we just jump right in? Yes. And I would disagree with it being a middling episode, Ricky. No, because it's actually in one of the, the worst. Yes. In the definitive ranking, it is out of 93 episodes, <laughs> it is 89th. Ouch. They did it's, not. It's they 89th. Well, this is the thing, like... Um, take me out to the ball game is firmly middling. That's firmly middling. Yes, to up to upper middle. Um, what happened here? Like this is their second season. Like they have to be producing some like really great stuff. Like move the plot along. Like 
Carrie should date. Like there should be something happening, you know, and and, and it really. Yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing except for a lot of cruelty. Yeah, it's the tone is weird. The tone is quite mean. Yeah. Um, and I think the biggest criticism is that it's very piecemeal. The storytelling is very piecemeal. But then I was, you know, but there's moments from this episode that are still memorable. So I don't know what that well, says about me. There are <laughs> memorable like, moments, but it's like almost just like actor, like the performances. Some of them are memorable. I think Miranda and Sam have some really fun material here. They do. Um, so that's memorable. But as far as for the show... There's nothing like Susan Sharon. Bye. So I love Susan Sharon as an actor. Yes. Her name is Molly Price. This actress. Yes, she's good. And she's in. I just saw her not recently, but I saw her in more than this. Well, she was in it just like that. <laughs> oh, God. Was she? Is, she wasn't Obviously, just like she that. Was she was at Maybe the funeral. That's do you right. not remember okay. that? I do remember that. So okay. how funny is that? That this is like ranked as one of the worst episodes just in, like it's not very memorable but then this character comes back and is in the funeral <laughs> episode for and just like that and she's hilarious she i love i'm obsessed with this actress no she's wonderful she is like the epitome of a new york they they painted her well um and actually she as an actress she tears up the scenery here you know what i mean tears like, it she, up she tears it up she does such a good job but it's not about her do you know what i mean like it and also i mean this relationship that she's in, it's hard, just hard to watch and it's hard for them to resolve it. Like they end up together. It's yeah. so weird for me. So there's so many complications surrounding her. Susan. She's, she, she's in like an overtly abusive relationship. Yes. Like a incredibly abusive relationship. And Carrie did the right thing. There are things you can say to friends. Yeah. <laughs> and one of them is to leave an abusive relationship and yeah. you can put your, you can actually say that. Sorry, yeah. just to clear that up for everyone, yes. that's something you can say to people. <laughs> yes, you can. If you're if you're scared for the safety of your friend, yeah. it doesn't even have to be physical, emotional, mental, yeah. psychological not, safety. This isn't the Gilded Age. Sorry, this isn't. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I, I don't know if we maybe thought we were watching the Gilded Age for a second, and there were certain uh, social expectations on women, but no. But I want to dive into that more because I feel like that idea of intimate partner relationships, that it's behind closed doors is still very prevalent today. Oh, it's absolutely. not my business, right? It's not your business. You're getting in an impossible thing. Well, you know, there's yeah. other types of impossible situations. It's like advice, like things like that. But this is important. Like she, this, there's this is important. no way that this woman hasn't been hit in her relationship. Ugh. There's just no way. And it's hard to watch. Like it's, it's hard upsetting. to watch. Yeah. Um, the, the only thing I want to sidebar about this actress is that she has also appeared in four different episodes of law and order as four oh different God. characters. As Susan Sharon. <laughs> as Susan Sharon. I've got some cash me for you. Like, she, like um, straight up murders her husband. No. So she's in, <laughs> she's in four totally different ep- as like different characters between 1991 and 2006, which oh, just bless. makes me so happy. Bless. I just love it. I love Less. how oh. the law, the sprawling Law and Order multiverse. You know what? If Law and Order didn't exist, there would be soup kitchens for actors in New York. Um, oh, it's true. Oh, it it's an important it's an important thing. And Sex the City actually um, probably. Strung I mean, a I mean a lot along. has. I mean a lot more than <laughs> Law and Order is from there. But Law and Order has sent children to college. Law and Order has done a lot for the economy. Yeah. Um, oh, actually. Is there a 
Is there a good um, synopsis? Before we really dive in, is there a synopsis of this episode? There is it'll a probably synopsis. Explain but it's more a, than we it's, care to. It's, it's not one of our favorite funny ones. It's pretty straightforward Aww, and quite it's clear. Okay. It's an actual one. So this episode aired June 13th, 1999. Huh? So we were, we're getting... We're, okay, we're, we're going to be there in, pretty soon. Yeah, yes. We're almost in Y2K panic. Yep. So it's called The Awful Truth. Um, three of the girls wrestle with the delicate question of what to tell or discreetly leave unmentioned with loved ones. For Miranda, this means overcoming her aversion to explicit encouragement and dirty talk in bed. Carrie's blabbermouth causes a friend to divorce. Then she invites Mr. Big to her birthday party. Samantha finally tells her sweet lover after he talked uh, her into couples counseling, which she hates, that she finds his manhood too small. Meanwhile, Charlotte tries a pedigree dog as a temporary substitute for the unfindable perfect fiance. All find out the downsides of their choices. What I still am wondering what it was that Charlotte wasn't able to say what her honesty was that she just needs a dog instead of a man i i wasn't really well, sure they say exactly three how three of the in. girls wrestle oh three, three of, of the them girls. oh is that the formula mm-hmm. that only three of the four or not all of them have a succinct storyline that fits with the theme we have to, I don't know. We have that's to a good this. question we have to track this like, because yeah. it never really quite adds up to all of them on the same page every episode yeah I guess it's more believable that way. Like they kind of, if you ever had to, if you're wondering what era this was and you really needed to know what the cultural reference was in this show, in this episode is when this fucker is freaking out on Susan Sharon. He's like, you put the Natalie Ambrulia back in the U2. <laughs> Nothing brings me back to 1999 more than like that. Natalie Ambrulia. <laughs> She was a hun- one-hit right, wonder. I'm told. One-hit wonder. I'm it was in 1998, face. I think. But yeah, <laughs> it was only that that year. So now that song's gonna be stuck in my head. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Cynthia Nixon has a great episode. She's hilarious She's in this ep- episode. She is. She is. Her storyline is 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 cute. Cute. Oh God. It's not cute. But it's not has, cute. <laughs> but she, but she, um, she really has a lot to work with. Um, the guy she ends up getting cast with are like, they're not really that attractive. No, they're not. And and she has to manufacture. I mean, knowing that she's a, a gay woman, be cast with bizarro men. Um, see, with some of the most, you know, I mean, out there stuff to do. She she puts in a day's work, that woman. <laughs> she puts in a day's work. So we have her with some guy. I can't even remember. Aaron? Aaron? Oh Aaron? yeah, yeah. Um Spring Roll Spring Roll Man. Mm-hmm. And um and he loves dirty talk. So um so he, you know, he's always like Pussy this, pussy that, tit this, tit that. Um But but it's also more um like what's the right word? It's not. It's like quite literary, <laughs> dirty talk. It's like I love the delicate feel of kissing <gasps> underneath your clavicle. That's right. He needs. He yes. He needs a narrative in bed. Yeah. That's what it is. It's he a likes narrative. The narrative. Yeah. It's a narrative that he enjoys. He likes kind of like a fantasy situation, and it's not just dirty talk. It's 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 more to it than that. So, um, and she's like, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Got ya. Mm-hmm. Great. Perfect. 
<laughs> and <laughs> he has nothing to work with. Pass. <laughs> yeah. And it's and funny. It's funny. And it's funny. She, yeah. And, you know, the arc here is that she, you know, she tries out, she tries it out on her own. And um, she, she goes for it. She really enjoys it, actually. She goes for it. And she, so she's telling him about, like, oh, he likes it when she kisses his balls. And I was like, oh. And then, uh, and then he's like, what else do I like? And she says, you like it when I stick my finger in your ass. And he says, I'm sorry, what? Like, you, like, you she, like, like she, like <laughs> she. <laughs> you like <Yeah>. your. <laughs> oh, he mustn't have heard me. Yeah. Let me repeat <clears throat> that. You like when my fingers in your ass, <laughs> and, and then he, he shuts down. That ass tightens right up. Yeah, that ass spits out that finger <laughs> in a second, one second flat, and that's the end of that. I thought it was funny when when uh, Miranda when they're sitting at one of their great brunches. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um, and um, and she's talking about this like sex talk thing and. And the women are, you know, whatever. It can be nice, this, that, that, and the other thing. But Charlotte's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to give you some words here. Why don't you call it a big cock? Why don't you, <laughs> you know, why don't you just tell him his big, fat, juicy cock? Like, and she just goes off the handle at brunch. And it's like, not really on point, but I appreciated it, too. I appreciated it as well. And it's it's a funny setup. It's a funny setup. Yeah. And then uh, the other side story that's very funny, obviously, is is Samantha um, and her guy. You know what? I don't care about any of their names. What's going on with me? I can never think James. of the guy's name. James, of James. course. James. Mm-hmm. James and the small peach. <laughs> and <laughs> she, yeah, she's just not getting satisfied. She has that scene where... Um, she plays it so funny. I actually wrote a note where she's like, it's you. It's not you. It's me. Oh, don't mm-hmm. worry. Um, everything's fine. What are you talking about? And then she lays down with just like. Utter despair. Utter despair. Oh, I love it. I love it. And he suggests going to a, a counselor. So their relationship is fucked. Like they're talking about intimacy and it's like. God. Why is she with this guy? Like she can't express her desires or needs or wants. Like what is the value? What is the benefit? Because he's nice. He's nice. He is. I I think quite what handsome. is it? Actually, more handsome on this round. I was like, oh yeah, okay. He is. He's definitely cute. What is exactly? What is it? We still don't know. And this is the longest story. Other than um, her other, you know, down the road, the hotel guy, um, and uh, Peter. No. That doesn't sound right. I know what um, you're talking about, yeah. Right. What's his name? Why don't I know anyone's name? I have a problem with that, though. It the is, guy from it Dexter. Is my problem. Yes. And and uh, Jared. Um, Smith Jared. Smith Jared. Smith Jared. Yeah. Smith, Smith Jared. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the longest arc of a relationship for her on this show. And we still don't know why. We're yeah, not, what? Yeah, we're not I invested know. at all. No, I don't see his appeal. And so finally they go to this uh, therapist who is like pretty funny. I wonder if that acronym is actually in play in other couples therapy. Into oh, Me See. That's well, what our book's called. Into Me See. Into Me See? Yeah. Intimacy. Intimacy. Yes. I Maybe it is. We should do some research. 
Um, Go together. <laughs> yeah. And finally, Samantha admits that it's because James has got just a super small dick. And he storms right off. He storms out. And, and then... oh, it, before, but before that, he accuses her of having a really large vagina. <laughs> yeah. And then the therapist says, I hear that. <laughs> uh, go, girl. You know, but but also, it's frustrating because they're blaming automatically blame, blaming Samantha. Oh, you can't achieve orgasm on your own. Yes. Oh, with through intercourse, we get it. Yes. Oh, you blah blah blah, and, and she's like, no, 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 it's not about yep. me. It's a super misogynistic episode, actually. It's a very misogynistic episode, yes. There's no support for, like, a survivor of intimate partner violence. Nope. The the fault with her sex life lies solely on Samantha because she can't make his super small dick work. Yeah. Like, what? Yes. Um, Okay, now let's just talk about Carrie's storyline. Because, so she's at Susan Sharon's at the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's all we had to say about Miranda. And then... You know, Charlotte gets a stupid dog. Never get a Jack Russell Terrier. Um, I made that note. I was like, look, I am not breed prejudiced because I have a Staffordshire Bull Terrier, which is a purebred English pit bull. And so sometimes people are like, what kind of dog is that? Although she looks, she looks like, some people think she's a Boston because she's pretty small. She's pretty small, but it is one of the dogs that's always restricted. At um, They can be. That, yeah, in America they are. Yeah, well, pitbulls are a different thing. Well, no, and they like in this building, I believe there's a restriction for. Are there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but Beans is the best. Anyways, if not, but, so slightly loud. Dog. She's yeah, she, yeah. She is the best. <laughs> but so I try to not be breed specific, but I'm like Jack Russell Terriers are the fucking worst. They're the worst. The it's worst. The worst. And don't you know? But she's so mean. They're she's mean to it. She is mean to Susan Sharon when Susan Sharon was just trying to be nice to her goddamn dog. And then she takes her dog to brunch and she's, they're mean. And then the dog's shitting everywhere. And it's like so disturbing to watch this dog. She keeps this dog locked up in a bedroom for I don't even know how many hours a day. Yes. Anyways, we don't, how do we did, really care? We don't How really did care. he shit in the hallway if he was locked in the bedroom? I don't know. <laughs> the shit in the hallway was on him. Oh, that was Charlotte's. <laughs> She's setting the tone. It was just a tease. Yeah, Charlotte didn't want to take off her dress <laughs> before she left earlier. She just like cut a little a little hole in her nylons. <laughs> I'm going to the Moroccan place. I don't have time. Yeah, I know I'm going to be shitting anyway all over the place after that Moroccan <laughs> food. Might as well start it now. Um, so that that's all we have to say about that. And she gives yeah. back that rehomes the dog, which is also kind of like, I just hate. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Dogs aren't. Not everything is a pocket, you know, Stanford is not a pocket gay. This Henry is not a pocket dog. People aren't yeah. just throw away things and that's how they treat them in this episode. Yeah, I'm do. kidding. Yeah. Okay, Carrie. So Carrie, it's intense. So it's Carrie, intense. And, Carrie and Susan Sharon are at their, apparently it's like a very adult fancy apartment. I do like the, I do, do like you, the apartment. I was going to say it's like hella ugly. I, I kind of like the apartment. I have like to, the warm oh, yeah. brown. It's all just brown. Brown tones? No? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's true. When I saw that entertainment unit, I was like, oh, okay. Isn't that Doc. shaker? Shaker style? Kind of like shaker? Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. Mission style? Um, no. Mission. Yeah. Mission, mission shaker style. style. Mission was yeah. very big in the 90s. Yeah. Yes. That's what it looks like to me. So she, Susan Jaren gives her a cashmere scarf, 
which this exchange is strange. Um, <sighs> apparently, it retails for nine hundred dollars. And so after her, so her friend gives her a early birthday present, and then Carrie says, "Do you mind if I return it? I need the money." And she's like, "Eh, whatever. That's why they call it cashmere." Could you imagine someone giving I you a present? Would be so offended. I have to say, I would be so offended if they're like, "Thanks, like all." I'm going to return it like to your face. I don't but, care if they return it behind my back. That's true. But okay. I, I, although I kind of applaud Carrie's honesty. Honesty. You know, it's like, uh, I'd rather use the cash. You know, you should know me better than that or whatever. But yeah. I, it's a thoughtful gift for a fashion plate person. Like for you sure. wear, you wear beautiful things all the time. I deal in beautiful cashmere. Here's yeah. a beautiful scarf. Mm-hmm. You don't expect it to be like, Oh, thanks. I'm going to take it back for the cash. But I've watched this episode so many times. One thing didn't dawn on me. She is an importer. She's like a a rep for this line. Yeah. She doesn't work at Barney's, so it hasn't been actually sold to Barney's yet. She said, do you know what Barney's gets for these? $900. Well, there's no tag on it from Barney's. She just took it directly from... She gets it at cost. She gets it at cost. So how can Carrie... Carrie has to actually do like a crazy scam at Barney's now. (laughs) That's not beneath her. That I is see her never doing that. for, but it's never for a full refund. It's always for an exchange and a store uh, credit. Sorry, Carrie, you're going to be disappointed in your little <laughs> fucking scheme here. I'm really mad at her. That wow, was really that rude. That was a deep. That was a deep cut. Well, it just dawned on deep. me after the hundredth time watching this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then Susan Sharon's husband comes out, Richard, and uh, full on yells at them and tells Carrie to get the fuck out. Richard is the name of Samantha's um, hotelier. Um, ah, that's Richard. his name too. It's, it's Richard. Richard. This guy's yes. name is Richard too. Uh, Richard. Um, so it's pretty big dick. I mean, I think maybe I have oh, a low I... tolerance no, no, right no, no, now. No. Like my window of tolerance is quite low because just of, for fuckery, just for for violence. Because I'm you know coming out of the pandemic, I'm still feel pretty sensitive. Like yes. things affect my nervous system. If I was in this situation, I would probably I would be like shaking. I would I be I would... so. Scared. Well, I think I would fight and flight. Yes. I would grab a knife, stab the person, <laughs> and then run away. I see. I would. I would fawn and flight. I'd be like, ah, oh, fawn and flight. That's and then, another like, one. I oh, would yes, fawn right. and flight. That's a protect. Yes, right. You or just friend, minimize. Like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, minimize the situation and, like, and then get out of there. Yeah. So it's and like it's just kind of it's kind of framed as like oh this my hilarious friend yeah. has like this super annoying husband and it's like no that it's abusive and then Susan Sharon calls Carrie later and is like I'm so sorry I'm so embarrassed and huddling in a corner talking yeah. like low with him sleeping in the back like it's like sleeping with the enemy remember that movie yes it was right again. so fucked Julia Roberts Julia Roberts. Single white female reminded me of too. Like ah, I'm so scared in my own home. Because <laughs> you don't have a car, you can't escape. When the mass bandits come to your windows, you're going to be like, "Call the Uber." <laughs> I I always have a escape plan for every home I'm in. I'm like, I'll jump to this balcony and then to this roof and then dive roll into. <laughs> Do you think about that at night? Always, every it's where it's I go. It's because of I'm satanic panic. Plan. Yes. Yes, well, end times. So we also <laughs> thought that we would 
legit be part of the end times. And I know you did. <laughs> my bro- my little brother has a funny thing where he's like, I was the only eight year old who was like wondering if he had what it take- takes to survive the apocalypse. <laughs> oh, you, we laugh. We laugh. We laugh. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so um, Susan Sharon calls and is like, I'm "Sorry about that, but what should I do? I want to leave him. What should I do, Carrie? Like, first of all, I think you asking know. for help. Yeah, asking for help, but although, like, you know what you know what to do, Susan. But yes. Um, and then Carrie's very is very neutral actually, and very is like, "Well, flippant. I don't know. Yeah, like, oh, well, you have to do what you want to do. But yeah, if it was if me, you're I not would... happy." Where in retrospect, it's like, oh, this is why um, intimate partner violence, like what, however it manifests, whether it's physical, emotional, financial, like all these oh. ways. This is this is exactly how it happens, because I think there's still the stigma that what happens in your home is not other people's business. Oh, God. It's terrifying yeah. to me. It's terrifying to me. And I'm like, I'm sorry, Carrie. I hope Carrie of and just like what Carrie or and just like that, I can say it's just like what it should be, and just like what, and just like that, Carrie would behave differently. But I, I somehow I doubt it. I think Carrie's always been that type of friend. Carrie's not too concerned with what other people are actually doing around her. It's only how they are affecting her. Yeah, are they part of her story? Yeah. So Susan Sharon leaves Richard. Yep, and, and co- comes and sleeps on. <laughs> Carrie's really inserts herself into Carrie's yeah. life like no one else, no family. <laughs> yeah. Susan Sharon's character begins at this moment, right? Like there's no backstory. No. Other than what we know right here. And then weirdly enough, we see her 20 years later and no, she's still alive. So she's she actually in two all. episodes of Sex and the City. No, she, she's she not. shows up in 2002 as well. Yes. I, I saw it on IMDb. Okay, well, we'll just have to keep our eyes peeled for her. Um, yeah, yeah so. she's in one called A Ch- Change of Address in 2002. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, uh, the, the name doesn't, like, immediately... Con- Is that when she tries to buy her apartment? No. Um, no, it's when she they go try on wedding dresses. And she gets hives. The two brides go wedding shopping together. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's a good that's a good episode. I'm sure that ranks higher on the vulture episode. Okay, so um Carrie um season four. Yeah, okay. So, so Car- Carrie, Carrie gets sent roses by Mr. Big Secretary. Yes, and of course Maybe that's why maybe that's why the secretary was in at the funeral. <laughs> oh maybe. Just for that just for that bit part, she played a big role. Yeah. Uh, in this development, and he basically, it's a, she calls him and, and tries to fish out why he sent them, or you know, thank him and see what gauge what his interest in her still is. And he's like, uh, "Yeah, actually, <laughs> my secretary I sent really them. had nothing to do with that." Yeah, but she still invites him to her birthday party, and he said that he's going to bring someone. Yeah, and so she says, "Sure, fine." I don't know why how she gets herself in this situation. It's terrible. It's stupid. Don't don't do it. She should have uninvited. If the moment that he was like, "Oh, I'm going to bring someone," which is a weird way to phrase that, and he's like, she just have said, "I'll maybe I'll bring a buddy or Jack or something like that." But someone obviously is leading to something else. She should have been like, "Oh, you know what? That might be awkward for everyone. So should we just do our own thing?" 
it's weird. She she totally walked into this, and I'd be like, "It's my birthday. I don't want my ex boyfriend to bring his girlfriend to my birthday." But the anyway. thing is, she does want. She doesn't. She she doesn't care about that collateral damage to the situation. She all she cares about is getting him there. Mm. She'll actually live with the bullshit of even if he were to bring a girlfriend, because somehow it means something. Yeah. Poor Carrie, Jesus. Oh, whatever. So, so they're having a... It kind of looks fun. Oh, it looks fun. Yes, I like it. They're having a funny uh, talk about this finger in the butt thing where Stanford says nothing goes enters his butt. <laughs> Why does into he the, say he, that? He walked into that one. <laughs> but he's like, I know that might come as a surprise to some of you, but why does he say it's so random? So random. Yeah. Uh, and they burst out laughing like... Yeah. Like, um, ha, you funny bitch. You're funny. You're funny. We know that you know there we know that there's a butt plug in there right now stretching you out for later tonight. Uh that was too <laughs> gross. I might cut that out of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um anyways, so <laughs> So they're at this party. Big shows up with Mr. Marvelous, who who's now been in how many episodes? Too many. Too many. <laughs> This actor has been in a lot. His his Mr. Big's, I guess, best friend? I, I guess. Is he at the funeral? No. I wonder. Maybe he was. Hmm. Maybe we have to go f- see that funeral scene. Maybe after watching the show, Sex and the City, we'll be like, oh, my God. Like, it's like, oh, and they were there, and they were there, and they were there, and they were there, and we didn't really realize. Yeah, we should go back and look. Yeah, we should go back and look. That's interesting. He That'd might be have been funny there. to see. Yeah, because yeah, he's he's been in a few episodes of Sex in the City now. It's very funny. Yes, he's he's featured heavily. <laughs> yeah, he's in a lot. So he shows up. He's awful to Susan Sharon. Oh my God, this woman cannot catch a break. Um, yeah, he's like she just she's venting with him, and as you might with someone at a dinner party, whatever. She's fresh from a breakup and she's reeling, and he's tells her to shut the fuck up. Yeah. It's awful. Oh. And then Susan Sharon ends back up with Richard and they take Charlotte's dog. And that's the end of the episode. <laughs> oh, and then, well, and Carrie says, the one thing I couldn't tell him, because Carrie and Mr. Big walk home kind of or go for a stroll after dinner. The one thing I couldn't tell him was, I'm not over you. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so... It's an enjoyable episode to watch. It really is. There's nothing. But but when you think back on it, there's really nothing there. It's not a very meaty episode. There's not much character or plot development. No. Um, you know, it's just it's just uh, almost like a situational. It's like a sitcom. Sh- Susan Sharon's great. If you're if you Susan Sharon's good. If you do like research, like and have that, and you like to notice the bit part players, do a deep dive because it's kind of fun to That's figure gonna, out like what the and, other. Actors do. I really loved when they were eating biscotti together in that, oh, big that was market. Crazy! I was like, "Where it, is that? Is samples. that Italy? Where are they?" I don't think Italy was open in the in ninety eight. No, I want to know. Where, it's not Dean and DeLuca because I've been there. It's not Williams Italy. and Sim- Williams and Sonoma. It was it like that at that time because they aren't really like that anymore. I guess I'd be very interested to know where they were for that scene. So that was good. We yeah. had brunch scenes, which is always. Mm-hmm. The best. What was your we favorite outfit? Comedy. I have kind of two, and it was, they were both in that brunch scene. So Carrie is wearing this massive, oversized cashmere hoodie that 
this cream cashmere hoodie and she looks like her hair's like cool and her makeup's minimal and she's sitting mm-hmm. at brunch just with dripping in ca- ironically dripping in cashmere that probably costs like three times more than that scarf so I don't know why she even bought that to begin with if she can't af- <laughs> afford to even take a gift that's $900 yeah um and then during that same um brunch Charlotte gets up and she's dressed in a black turtleneck with gray uh, wool cigarette pants mm. and it's a very again we've pointed this outfit out at that time like it was a very iconic kind of look in the late 90s yeah and it, it just looks really good with a ponytail and it looks so cool mm-hmm. what's your so so effortless effortlessly effortless. chic yes and kind of like yeah, kind of like androgynous. It was starting to be when minimalism was getting really big and people were really into just like those clean, clean, very basic outfits. And I like it. Mm. Yeah. What's yours? Um, My favorite was the blue flowered sequin. It's almost like a kimono style, style robe that Carrie wears in her apartment. Oh, when, yes. Yes. That was when very the roses good. get delivered because that yes, that uh, kimono style robe turns up again. And I think she actually wears it out. Oh really? Oh, that's yeah. interesting. I like in like when, future yeah. episodes. Yeah, that's good. In, I like when they fantastic. repeat some pieces like that. That's good. The, yeah, so that's my that's my favorite. I actually had a robe like that that I bought when I was in um, Malaysia because oh, really? of Carrie. <laughs> yes. Oh really? Oh, I love it. See, and it does continue to establish the fact that Carrie dresses very well at home. Yes, she, and all of her little strappy ballet type strappy tops, strappy ballet things, mm-hmm. layered tanks, boy. Uh, shorts, all that type of stuff. It's very well done at home. She's she loves her home. I love yeah. I love that. One thing that I hated, she smokes in there, and I'm like, she was smoking inside of the house, not only at the window, but she was smoking inside the home. I'm like, okay, Carrie's home smells apartment smells. Yeah, gross. it'd be gross. It would smell yeah. disgusting. Yeah, that. Um, what was her friendometer? Okay, since she's not dating Mr. Big, her friendometer is actually very high in this episode. But. She does, is not very supportive of Susan Jaron. Well, she does encur- kind of encourage her to leave and gives her a place. I guess. Okay, okay, okay. What would you give her? Okay, knowing all those factors, I'd give her a 6.5. Okay, me too. Yeah. Yeah, not, I've revised. I was going to give her an 8, but now it's a 6.5. Yeah. Was was there a woke moment? I, I don't think there was. Nothing was, was like... a woke moment? Nothing was groundbreaking like dirty talk and talking about sexual like um like a small dick like that's not groundbreaking as no far there's as nothing that's moved forward it's like it kind no. of reinforces stereotypes in the whole no, it's actually thing. worse it went back right yeah there's no woke moment there's only no yeah there's it, it did more damage this one about just see no evil hear no evil yeah exactly mind your own business i think that's no, it not feeling it that's it you know what people we we report on what we what the source material is. We we just tell the truth, like mediums talking to our spirit guides. That's right. I'm not a goddamn oracle, <laughs> <laughs> says Henry. So passive aggressive, Susan Sharon, you dumb. Oh, bitch. Susan Sharon, how dare you be nice to my little dog? Ask him a question, fucker. <laughs> Do you ever shut shut the fuck up? Um, Poor Susan Sharon. Susan Sharon. 
I should write I'd some be friends with Susan Sharon. I love some fan fiction of Susan Sharon. I take it one step further than you. Like, I wrote a novel about her. <laughs> <laughs> the Inner Musings of Susan Sharon. <laughs> the Susan Sharon Diaries, part three. Secret Rendezvous with Susan Sharon and <laughs> What really happened that night with the butt plug? Yeah, Stanford's butt dilation <laughs> records. Um... Like after you heard that, you probably won't want to give us five stars on <laughs> any platform that you're listening to this on. So we shot that, you know, we did our best. Yep, we tried but our you best. still could, and you could if you wanted to. If you, you too s- could be at a restaurant and hear Ricky's distinct tone and be like, I recognize him from, Didn't... and just like what Sex and the City That's Rewind, right? That's right. And if you want to see our memes about. Um, you know, the screen grabs, basically just do screen grabs of the shows we're watching that have really funny, funny imagery on it of Miranda's head poking out of things and <laughs> spiky hair memes. Then follow us on Instagram. And what's that at? And just like what? Pod. That's right. We'd really appreciate it. We love doing this. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you. We'll talk at you next week. <laughs> <laughs> Until then. Bye. Bye!